Well hello everybody, it's Jane here and welcome back to Biz Chats with Women in Small Business. And today's subject is one that we all can, uh, I guess, suffer through at times, imposter syndrome. And it's just fabulous to have Angela Jones on today, who I met at our networking group uh, probably a month ago now. And so really great that Angela's come on in. And this was a subject that Angela thought would be really great to talk on. And uh, so without further ado, Angela, if you'd like to jump on in and say hi. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll continue and look forward to hearing what you've got to say on this really um, interesting subject. I'm a photographer in Christchurch. I have um, a business called Angela Jones Portraits and I've been in business for 12 years. Mm -hmm. I do sort of family, um, animals, people, just pretty much anything with a human in it generally <laughs> as opposed to landscapes. Um, but I've been trying to specialise, when I say trying, is imposter syndrome, um, in women in business because that's what I'm really passionate about is helping other women, um, you know, to find themselves and have something beautiful to share on their social media. Um, I'm really enjoying, you know, meeting people, chatting to them, finding out what we can do to um, make them stand out. So I'm trying to make that sort of my main part of my business now, but I um, often hold myself back with this uh, imposter syndrome. Mm. So that's why I thought it'd be great to share on it because, you know, it is, it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And I really think it's a great niche to go into because more and more women are going into their own business. And I'm sure the women that, that listen on, you know, our podcast and part of our empowered women's network would be um, interested in your services, I'm sure. So, so that's really great. Can I just ask you, so how did you get into photography in the beginning? Well, I had done it through high school. Mm -hmm. um, and then after high school, I went into events management and then banking. But um, when I had my children, um, my oldest is nearly 17, I sort of picked up the camera again. But we'd changed from our film, obviously developing it, into digital. I had to retrain in, so... I ended up retraining when I had my two boys. I actually got a nanny in for a while so that I could, yeah, get mm. into it. What has changed for you through the years, would you say? Like, obviously, you've done this with small children and, and you've got four kids, haven't you? I have. I've got yeah. four now. <laughs> yeah. It's busy. Um, <laughs> yeah. When I first started, it was definitely a male industry. There was a lot of men photographers and not many mm. women. Um, and then there was kind of the mum with camera generation, which I felt like all of a sudden everyone picked up a camera. And yeah. <laughs> I think as it changed into digital, it was easier to do. I don't know. I felt like it, I loved it. It was something that I could do that would make me feel about myself as well as I could have an income. Mm. So, yeah, just sticking at it, even though there's been ups and downs. Um, yeah, because I enjoy it, it that's easier. Mm. And yeah. so with your service with um, doing the branding shots, like you must somehow find the inner essence of that person. Is that what you try to achieve through your photos? Yes. So I want to chat with them beforehand and work out what do they want. Um, mm. Yeah. And just listening to people. I think as a female, we've got quite a lot of intuition. So you can kind of hear mm. what people are trying to say, even if they're not sure. Um, yeah. And just trying to work with them because everyone's always nervous nobody really likes their picture taken mm. 
Um, and then, yeah, trying to bring out the best in them. So can they bring a prop or what is it that they need that we can incorporate into their photos to make it, um, yeah, look yeah. great and, yeah, people will get the point across. Yeah. So I guess if they've got a, a um, you know, plant nursery or they've got yeah. a chef or a... What about mentors? Like, that's always a challenge, you know, yeah, like... I really love, actually, they're probably the most fun because they're so, um, well, generally they're super feminine or um, or really masculine, you know, so they'll yeah. go either way. So I can quite often type stuff, you know, just a bit more eye-catching because they don't, they're, they're selling themselves. Right. So, um, yeah, it's actually probably a bit more fun because you're kind of playing with ways to bring out their personality rather than an actual product. Yeah. Okay. And... Okay, photographers would really see the difference, but what is the difference between us using our cell phone at, say, an event, taking a photo, and mm -hmm. you coming in as a photographer? Like, does it really make that much difference, the quality of a photo like that? Or well, <laughs> you can say yes. If you are looking through social media, yep. you tend to stop and look at something that is either eye-catching, more beautiful, better, you know, um, if it's just someone's selfie, it doesn't normally it's not as well lit you know you don't it's not normally as flattering yeah. or it's highly edited that you know they've used a filter so yeah. people kind of look at that and go it's not real right so to have a photographer means we can kind of go actually this is me looking the best I can but I'm not using a filter to make it not look like me yeah yeah okay cool should we get onto the subject of imposter syndrome? Because yeah. really, it's interesting. As I'm talking to you, everything flows. Like you know your stuff. You we've talked before this as well. So you know your stuff. You're confident on what you do. When do you think the imposter syndrome came in? Um, well, it was always there at the beginning because you know I was a mum with a camera in an industry full of men, mm -hmm. um, and I kind of felt like I was never going to be good enough because I wasn't working 40 hours a week as a photographer so I was always you know I'd be fitting it around the family so I'd be mm. okay I might do 15 to 20 hours and then that once again makes you go oh I'm not good enough because I'm not full-time yeah <laughs> yeah but um that's actually not you know that's not true so right. um yeah it's just sort of yeah checking what you're saying about yourself yeah cool and I believe you've got a few points that you might go through so I guess for me, the way that I notice um, is that I get sort of anxiety or I feel like I'm not going to meet a client's expectations. So even though, mm. you know, I've met with them and then all of a sudden I'll just doubt my own abilities, you know, mm. even though I could, <laughs> I can use my camera on manual. I know all the settings. I know how to edit. I know how to do everything mm. with the lighting and I still doubt my own abilities and think, oh no once yeah. I give them a product that you know they're not going to be happy with it that's not true like it's just about going okay well why wouldn't they be happy with it yeah um, and sort of asking yourself what what is this expectation that makes you think they're not going to be happy um yeah and just relaxing into it and knowing actually you can you do this all the time <laughs> it's a service mm -hmm. and we're not actually giving you a jacket or a product yeah paying me and <laughs> true for something that I'm offering and I think that really you know as humans we do doubt ourselves so um particularly females 
So I think, yeah, straight away I get a lack of confidence and think, am I going to be able to meet that compliance expectation? Right, um, yeah. But at the time, absolutely loving it, you know, I love spending the time with the client, realise that it's absolutely fine, you know. Um, I can't think of any times I've had an issue, Yeah. Yeah. You know, during a shoot that I haven't been <laughs> happy with. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then when you provide them the images, it's just that tense moment where you're waiting yeah if they were happy yeah i you know who i think i I I must suffer from this would be hairdressers like that would be the most in makeup artists i used to be a makeup artist as well in my previous job and it was like oh i hope they like it (laughs) but um exactly so it's just the fact that you're probably a bit of a perfectionist. Um, but I, I'd like anyone out there listening to this, put their hands up if you've ever felt imposter syndrome, because I'm sure you have. And I think it's part of the growth cycle anyway. Yeah. We think things like, for example, we think that our current knowledge isn't enough or we worry about being accepted. That's usually mm-hmm. the story you have around it. So that's pretty much like what you were thinking for your story. Yeah. So what happens for me is the same thing. So mm. recently putting my prices up, Right. Um, yes. And then I, I felt like I, I felt like I had, a, I was at a comfortable place where I was constantly getting bookings. Yeah. Um, you know, everything is flowing really well. And then when I did, sort of a recheck of how many hours I'm spending to what I'm earning, mm. I was like, okay, you know, it's got to change. So increase the pricing. But then once again, it creeps back in, and you think, okay, what if I'm not worth it? Mm. People are paying more, so they're going to expect more. Um, and then you feel. Am I going to be able to provide that value? Yeah. Um, you know, if somebody is paying more, maybe they're going to be fussier. And that's sort of the story that I had in my mind is that I'll attract people that will be pickier or they will, um, they'll be harder. I don't know. Just generally mm. I'll spend more time and then it, it will actually be, I'll still lose. Like I think I was creating this massive story around why I couldn't change my pricing. Mm. Um, but then when I did it and I got the bookings and that's the thing you think, oh, nobody will pay that, but then they do. Um, and you just have to change the story and go, okay, were they not happy? When Mm. have they not been happy? (laughs) And sort of face the, face the fear or what the lie is. When have they even not been happy? Um, and realize that that's not the truth. So, you know, that you can provide a product that makes people happy. So just being realistic about it. Um, for example, when has a client not liked the images? And could you say, has that actually happened? And if it did happen, what could I do? So that I'm not actually afraid of it. So for example, someone didn't like the images. Well, can I touch up their hair? Can I, can I adjust something? Worst case scenario, could we do it again? Like it's actually not mm. that bad. Just realizing, okay, well, this is the fear. What can I do? Um, and focusing on serving the client, stop thinking, okay, it's about me and how I feel and think, well, what do they want? So I need to clarify what is it that they're after? What are they trying to showcase? Um, and then choosing a plan. So choosing like a pricing and then choosing what we're going to do. So are we going to do two locations or one location? Um, and then creating with them. So spending that time when I'm creating, actually enjoying the moment and being with them and being in my feelings and, you know, focusing on the moment, not thinking, okay, I have to do this perfect and having everything particular because when I get too picky um, and particular, that's when I start to worry when I'm actually in my feelings and going, Hey, I can do this and we're in flow and um, we're working together with the client to give them a, a service. 
that's when I don't have any imposter syndrome. Mm. Yeah. That is so good and that's so true. You know, we just get yeah. outside of our own head, go yeah. back into focusing on what they want and, and that it's all about them. And that's they right. they wouldn't have taken you on if they didn't believe you could do the job because they had a lot of people to choose from <laughs> as well, that's right? right? Yeah. And there would have been something about you that they would have thought, yeah, I really resonate. Um, so any of us in our own business, we tend to get the clients that we attract because, yeah, we're like-minded in some way, you know. Yeah. And so that's really great. So what else from here? Well, um, I was looking for networking. Mm -hmm. So that's when I um, found you. So with the Empowered Women's Network, I was mm -hmm. quite excited to sort of come along and meet another, you know, mm -hmm. small woman and small businesswoman. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what I was hoping to get is just having that support from women mm. um, and that they can give you honest feedback. So, you know, they could look at look at your work or look at your website and say, hey, you know, I really like that or mm. um, just seeing what, what they offer and what you offer and it just feels like a nice wee family. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is really is like that. Um, mm. And sometimes we need somebody's service within the, you know, the team, but... You know, a lot of time we don't, but we also believe that um, the more we attend these networking groups and get to know each other, we can refer people, you know, because yeah. there's always going to be somebody that says, I need a photographer and um, yeah. or a hairdresser or whatever the, the person might have is their skill. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely good. And I think every time you go there, you actually grow more confidence because you're out of your own little house. You know, yes. we get caught up in our own little imposter syndrome at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, That's right, and and just yeah. being with other people, yeah. Because um, when you're generally self-employed, you know you might not have staff, you might not have anyone exactly. else at home, yeah. so um, it can be a lonely place. Absolutely, it's, it's nice to feel supported. Yeah, actually, this morning we just happened to have the Selwyn Women's Network one, and that very subject came up. We had some newbies there today, which was really lovely, and that is a resounding um, point that comes up. That's why mm. they're coming you know to be part of that which is great where's your pathway going from here do you think like you've upped your prices so that's really yeah. good <laughs> how long yeah. did that process take because again i would say that i mean i'm at the same point actually you know it's like oh gosh you know you've got to inflation's going up everything else is going up and um our experience is getting better so how yeah. did you actually implement that because I'm sure there's others that will be interested to know. I know. I I am quite a little bit slow on that because I always have wanted to be, I wanted to be affordable, but then yeah. it's like, what is affordable? So mm. <laughs> to some extent, you just have to draw the line and say, well, this is how much I'm worth per hour and then, right. you know, make that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just changed them. I just literally went on the website and changed them yeah. and said nothing. How did you feel when you changed it? <laughs> What was that like? Because that was a long I lead up. I was a bit nervous until yeah. I got the bookings and then I was like, oh, it worked. Yay. Everything's good. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's so satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, it's not just the photos you're taking at that moment and the editing you're yes. doing. It's the experience of years behind that camera that you're bringing to yeah. that shot, isn't it? So that that's definitely right. deserves yeah. it. It's like anybody that's practicing what they do and they're really good at it. They've done it for a long time. So, yeah. you know, you're not getting the amateur. You're getting the, the That's right. That so if something only takes 10 minutes, it's probably because I already know how to use my gear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not having to Google anything. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. right. 
Mm-hmm. On the self-doubt thing, what advice would you give to those looking to start their own business? Um, there'd be people listening that have got their own businesses, but there might be others that are thinking about it. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, if, you, if you're not trained in the area, obviously, how can you train? Um, you know, what is the service you want to provide and how can you get yourself ready so that you can actually be able to offer service? Um, and then if you're already trained in it, but you don't, you know, you're ready to step out, um, can you offer your service to people at a reduced price, you know, say this is my price, but then offer them a reduced price for reviews so that you can get mm-hmm. started and have people saying, you know, this went well. Um, and then at the end of the day, failure is better than not trying. So you might as well mm. um, give it a go. And if something went really bad, and I, I think that's the thing with fear is we get crippled with it. But mm. at the end of the day, what's the worst that can happen? You'll learn from it and then you can just do better next time. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. You know, we build up something, you know, in our mind that is so, yeah. like a great big monster, but it's really nothing once you get it out and get on with it. And the feeling of, yeah. oh, the feeling is so great, isn't it, when you go ahead and give it a go anyway. Yeah. And yeah. it's just getting out of your own way, like how we were saying, like if you stop overthinking it and just go, okay, I know how to do this. This is what I'm going to do. Mm. Trust yourself. Um, trust your ideas. And, Yeah just go for it yeah great and what about comparison like um a lot of people feel Mm. trapped in comparing themselves to others who they think are better or that they sometimes feel like they go off their track of where they were going because it seems like everybody else is doing it a certain way what would you say to that have you ever felt that yeah, there's um, there's actually this amazing photographer that I'm quite good friends with, and she does something quite different to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always look and go, oh, you know, that's so good. Mm. But what I've realised is actually I don't want to do that. I mm. don't want to do it that way. Yeah. Um, I do my way, and if someone, you know, will say, hey, can you do this? I'll say, you know what, she can do that, and you just refer people. Mm. Um, so when you look at people and you go. You know, if, if you look at someone and they're doing the same as you and they, you think that they're better, maybe mm. ask yourself why and how can you improve? But mm. if you're actually looking at someone that's completely different and you're going, oh, that's amazing, just think, yes, that is amazing and they are amazing, but you're already amazing and mm. you've all got your own gift. So people yeah. will come to you because they're attracted to you. Yeah, exactly. And they'll go to them because they're attracted to them. So we all have to be slightly different. Yeah, and I think that's where, like, even, you know, the fact that you do photos to help people brand themselves, that's probably a really good exercise for somebody anyway, if they are getting started or even if they're a bit stuck in their business and want to move up because you would soon help them clarify who they are because no doubt you ask the questions. The questions that are locked inside their mind of confusion about, you know, for example, I know for me I was actually quite... um, confused no I suppose I was confused for a long while there because I was doing and I still am um coaching women in small business because that had been my background for nearly 30 Mm -hmm. years um and helping women sort of to have the strategies in place to run a successful business so I still have that but I've found that it's more gone towards the empowerment side of it the building your confidence understanding procrastination and um and putting like working on your mindset to get you forward yeah. in life, to achieve what you need to achieve in life. And um, so it seemed to have gone more there, but I was in a real flux probably for a couple of years. It's only been just over three years of business anyway, 
but um, I'm now starting to find my true north. And yes, I will still always do business coaching, but it's not the thing I mainly focus on advertising or putting out there anymore. Yeah. But even so, still, it's taking a while to really niche down what it looks like. So for someone starting out, um, mm. you know, I would say don't don't be too hard on yourself because it can take a little bit. Unless it's a yep. really straightforward thing you do, like let's say it's actually my son's a photographer, he's a car photographer and mm -hmm. um, sports cars and all those sorts of things. So he has niched that. Um, yeah. But, you know, like if it's, you know, like you've said it's portraits and it's more than portraits, right? That's so, right. But if someone says to me, you know, can you photograph, um, you know, a landscape for me, like my mum, yeah. <laughs> can you take a photo <laughs> of the landscape? And I'll be like, I can. But I actually don't love it. I don't feel yeah. passionate about it. And yeah. I wouldn't want to do it for a job. So, yeah. It's good, um, isn't it? But so I you, could do it. Yeah. So <laughs> part of imposter syndrome and things is, is going where your passion lies and where you're being yep. steered. But certainly with what you do, taking photos for us, I think that would have to help um, clarify in a way what your look is, who, who your, you know, your whole mood, like a bit of a mood yeah. board probably as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. And what would be your quick fire tips just in general on running a wee business from home that you would like to impart? Get zero. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> For your accountant because right. it's fabulous and I so know, easy. I must do that. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, if you are starting to make a profit, get an accountant um, mm -hmm. because they can just, they just help so much. Mm -hmm. um, but making sure what I found when I first started my business was that I took on any work at any time and just uh, my work was a priority over my family. Yep. And then I realized actually that caused a lot of problems mm. um, because, you know, my husband works full time and mm. my kids and, you know, we've, somebody has to look after them. And yeah. um, so I ended up reassessing what is it that I actually love because mm. that's, that was my purpose and, and what am I going to get paid for it? So making me mm. getting paid, your value so that you can hire a childcare or whatever it is you need and then I structured my time so I'll go okay well I might do two weekends a month and that's what I do and the rest of the time I work Monday Wednesday Friday or yeah Monday Tuesday Wednesday four hours or whatever mm. it is like go this is what I do 20 hours and then it's okay if occasionally you have to go over that mm. but just not every time yeah not every time just yeah. making sure that you're actually making it work for you love that that is such great advice and how long did it take you to to get to that point like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know, probably like i know <laughs> maybe like three years yeah I, I used to do weddings and mm. um yeah it was just getting to that point of burnout because if i did weddings you know friday yeah. saturday I didn't end up seeing my husband and then he was grumpy and some people absolutely thrive in that and that's that's okay for them but for me it wasn't working and I had to make a change. Great and I see that we had a question down here it was what's the difference between going back to imposter syndrome between that and having low self-esteem? Oh yeah because um, I question. actually looked this up a, a long time ago because I was like maybe I don't have imposter syndrome maybe I just have <laughs> low <Yeah>. self-esteem <laughs> and then I was like well you know what it if I had low self-esteem, I wouldn't have started a business and I wouldn't have actually gone for it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, you know, you've put something into action generally means that it's more imposter syndrome than low self-esteem. Yeah. But um, low self-esteem, you sort of criticise everything about yourself and you're also sensitive 
to other people's criticism and you like to withdraw from general social activities. Right. Um, yes. Imposter syndrome tends to be, yeah, focusing on the one thing, like the work. So you have done all this hard work and you're doubting your own abilities. Mm. Um, yeah. So right. does, that, does that's that sort of... brilliant. I could probably Google it and make it a bit clearer. But no, that no, that's really clear. That's really good and really good <laughs> for people to realise that, yep, so we can control this thing. And yeah. um, and we need to because otherwise it's ruling our life and it's stopping your happiness. It's holding you back from your future, and yep. you deserve more, far more than than that. So, I think that's really great. Well, look, thank yeah. you so much in coming in. And thank you, Jane. And where will we thank find you. you? Facebook and Instagram, mm -hmm. and it's called Angela Jones Portraits or. I have a website, which is angelajones.co.nz. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. And we'll see you within the network pages as well. And um, awesome. thank you. And we'll see you at the next meetup. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.